episode two of the podcast we're doing. <laughs> I'm joined with, but I'm joined by Aaron. Hello. And Anna. Hey. Uh, last week's homework was, or last podcast homework was to listen to the Nationals album, I Am Easy to Find. And we have done that. And so we're going to discuss that. Absolutely. Who wants to start? Well, I recommended it, and I want to know what you guys think. So I'm going to be candid. I was not a fan. Um, I liked the lyrics. When I sat down and read the lyrics with it, I liked the lyrics a lot. But I tend to be attracted to music that moves and makes me want to move. So whether it be... I just like it to be faster and more... More, Viol- more violently paced, maybe is the right word. I'm not sure what the right way to describe it is. The National felt like music that would be great if I was suffering from insomnia and wanted to fall asleep. Hmm. I- I'm just imagining you listening to music where you have to crump in order to dance to it. No? I-, I don't think so. I'm not exactly entirely sure what crumping is. So, Do you remember the scene in Futurama where... Zoidberg's uncle uh, is directing the movie and he insists that each take has more acting in it. There's a whitest kids, you know, sketch like it's called. um, I know the no more cowbell scene. There's a particular one where Zoidberg's dad is directing his movie and he hasn't directed a movie in a very long time. And he's just every take they do. He says more acting, more emotions, do all of the emotions. And he just, it escalates. It's a devolves. I was yeah. unaware that Zoidberg so, had a father. So I did not watch enough. I think it was uncle, but yeah. something along those lines. But hmm. yes, that is, that is what I think you are asking for of your music is to do. That's more, possible. I do mean, more sounds. It's not more sounds. I like a faster pace. Generally. Okay. Um, um so like beats per minute because maybe um so no, like, i mean i like some slower music but so do you like radiohead sometimes okay not not exclusively and not always okay um i like i mean i'm a big fan of the beatles okay. um which most of their stuff is is faster than this was but a lot of their stuff is also slow. Like there's a, not a whole, I don't know what it is. This felt, it felt un, it felt blah is the problem. It felt like, it felt like a first date with someone that you're like, nah, I could see them again or not and not really care. Hmm. That's not frequently how I think about my music. I, uh, like really good music. When you hear an album you really like, um, I for me, when I hear an album I really like for the first time, I will absolutely immerse myself in the artist. I will spend a few days or a week or two listening to their entire collection and really want to kind of learn more about them and their style and what their motivation is and kind of what gets them going. And with the national, I was like, yeah, okay, I can go do something else now. Like it had no 
Like there was no emotional bond whatsoever. To didn't it for didn't me. hurt. Didn't hook you at all. Did not 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 at all. Hmm. But once I read the lyrics, the lyrics hooked me, and I think maybe they should find someone else to sing their music and play the instruments. Well, that is uh, exceedingly <laughs> harsh, but um, so I. Uh, I know you really like them. I'm sorry. No, it's totally <laughs> fine. Um, I found their music to be uplifting and f- fun. Um, I somewhat ascribe to the sounds you don't play are often more important than the sounds you do play uh, kind of mentality on things. And uh, I, f- I thought this whole album was very deliberate, a little quirky, confident and just able to do what they wanted to do and uh didn't didn't feel rushed didn't have any uh, so i think we're saying the same things from the the opposite perspective and it's very true so like when i say oh it didn't feel rushed and it felt confident you're saying it was boring and there needed to be more sounds <laughs> um i don't necessarily need to, you know, think about so think about music that you you've recommended some music that i really liked yeah um so like Kay Flay, for example, mm-hmm. she doesn't say any more in what she does, but when you listen to her, you feel like she cares. And I didn't feel like they cared. Hmm. They didn't. I did not feel like they were emotionally like drawn to what they were singing about. There's like. These are some lyrics you wrote, and they're pretty awesome, so we're just going to kind of hum along. Just, so mm. I would very much disagree with you on that That's one. That's fair. There, the, the third song on the album, I can't remember exactly which one is, uh, is it very much about, um, come on, go to the whole playlist. Oblivion? Uh, no, Roman Holiday. Roman Holiday. think that's the one this is a this to me is an album about relationships Mm -hmm. and about the relationship between people to specific people and and their relationship and i think it's a uh i think it's chock full of emotion and it's telling a very specific story i am not saying you are wrong i know you are not um but to me this I didn't even know the lyrics first. Mm-hmm. I listened to the whole album, absorbed the whole thing, and then just wanted to exist in it for a very long time. Interesting. Yeah. And so I, I, then I started to put together the lyrics and figure it out, and it tonally was a very nice story for me about people exploring relationship, their place in the world and all of that stuff. So that's fair. I just, it didn't do that for me. I think I, I listened to the whole album and I might not have listened to all of every song, but I might've been like, and that's enough. And just kind of skipped along after two or three minutes of, of songs. And just because I just couldn't get just, if it didn't hook you, it didn't hook you. But I think the writing is very well done. And I think the music is probably very well done as well. It just doesn't, maybe it's the vocals I don't like. Just the, 
I don't know. There, there were a couple of weird songs on there, like Dust Swirls and uh, Strange Light. I think that one's a pretty quirky, weird, chorusy, chanty song. Mm-hmm. But the back and forth between the male singer and the female singers is, and the choruses, and I just, it played so nicely together for me. Yeah, I think their vocals play lovely, <clears throat> very well off of each other. It was lovely. But um, I think too music for a lot of people isn't just about whether or not they like it blanket yes no statement but also where you are at the moment that you're listening to something and for what purpose you're listening to it so for an extreme example like i'm not going to sit down and listen to yakety sax but it has its place (laughs) and it has a glorious place and you know i think about like quentin tarantino gets you know mentioned a lot for his use of music in his films and i think that well, that's generally kind of overstated. It's incredibly true, um, because it, you can ha- listen to a song that you wouldn't love in any other. Nope. Am I not being? You are not on. Am I not on and on? You were off, weren't you? I was off. Oh fuck! I kept turning it up, and it kept picking me up. I haven't said much on this anyway. That's <laughs> true. So fuck. Okay. <laughs> so that's okay. We'll cut some of this part off. So you know, go I, ahead. Now I have to remember where I was. For a lot of people, it's the place. Yeah. The it's reason a, they're listening to the music. Sure. So like, um, my example was Yakety Sax because that's got a perfect place for perfect situations, but no one's sitting down going, I'm going to turn hum, up my headphones. Hum a few bars, because I'm not sure I know this song. Um, I probably I think, do, but I can't picture it. It's the Benny Hill theme. Oh, I think of that every time I watch people slipping on ice. Exactly. It has its place, a perfect place with a perfect mental image. Um, and then I think about, like, there were times in my life where I sat down and listened to the saddest music ever, and it made me so happy because that was just what I needed in that moment. And, you know, like this, this... Or like when you break up with somebody when you were younger, like when you're in high school and you'd break yeah. up with someone, you'd go to your breakup music, which... Yeah, and then I listen to The Cure on repeat for Yeah, and you just cry and like... <laughs> teenagers do, yeah. That, that, that was very cavalier, a very cavalier way to talk about... Uh, <laughs> yes, trigger warnings, their hotlines will yeah. have an outro with I'm like yeah. a cutting phone call. 100%. Yeah, cut that out, please. <laughs> Thank you. Horrifying. Um, No, but then I was thinking this reminded me a little bit of Death Cab for Cutie, where it's like, it's beautiful. I really enjoy it, but not all the time. Right. And yeah, in a different space, I probably would have enjoyed it more than I did when I first listened to it. But I was also listening to it while I was doing like 800 different things. It's definitely an album you want to sit down and like not be doing other stuff Hmm. or be doing something that's very low energy. Like if I was drawing something it'd be great that's when i usually am listening to it is when i'm doing a logo or illustration for something right yeah, so it's di- very different parts of your brain yeah, working it's yeah. it's very good for me for the art thing it Interesting. has the the right tone for me because yeah. if i listen to stuff that's too like <laughs> i uh i get antsy with what i'm doing mm-hmm. and i can't you know channel the focus to their correct correct location 
See, and, and for me too, it also depends on like, what am I creating? Am I creating something that's like full of color and light and amazing? Or is it something that's just like, you know, just requires super detailed focus Then I want something that I can sort of tune out. Sure. So. Yeah. Like when I'm working really, like if I'm working on something and it's requiring a lot of energy, I like background music, but it should be music that I know really well. That's not going to, you know, so maybe it's the Rolling Stones or the Beatles or something. I like oldies for that kind of stuff. Something I can kind of, I know it's there. If I pause what I'm doing for a moment, it pops into my head and I'm able to pick up right where we're at, but I don't have to be, it's not, I'm not ex experiencing something new with it. You know, I think that, like, I think about high fidelity when, um, what's his rear end's character sits down and just like, all he's doing is listening to music. And um, for listeners, I just got a panic attack because Aaron dropped a beer bottle. I don't know. It's traumatizing, apparently. <laughs> Heart it's a new kitchen. Oh, is it your first <laughs> panic attack of the day? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. A half dozen. Anyway. Like cold sweats just like <laughs> <laughs> out my pores. I've been told that I break everything I touch. So this is common. We, we have multiple conversations about remodeling the house about like, so if Aaron and Bear walk into our kitchen. Wow. Um, I've totally lost track of what I was saying. I think you were busy insulting me, but okay, Aww. go on. That's no, okay, go on. <laughs> so what do you like about the Beatles? Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I just brought up the Beatles because I watched the movie yesterday over the weekend. Have you seen that yet? No, I am not a Beatles fan. You don't have to be a Beatles fan to enjoy a good movie, but mm. I will go on. Um... The, the the gist of the movie is that there's this worldwide power outage for no apparent reason. And when it stops five minutes later, nobody remembers the Beatles except for a very small number of people. And it's so the, the lyrics of the Beatles really are moving regardless of where you are in life, I think. I think their lyrics are beautiful. I think they really kind of draw a message and they kind of talk about, a lot of them are very positive and uplifting. And I think we th talk about music writing of a generation. I think John and Paul and George and I guess even Ringo definitely did and brought some pretty like pretty did some pretty unique things that hadn't been done before so i'm a big fan of the beatles i'm also a big fan of different kinds of experimental music i like a lot of stuff but the like i like i mentioned them because they definitely broke ground that hadn't been done in that generation in a lot of ways oh yeah they had a huge impact on yeah the music and the future of music. And politics and a lot of things, and they really touched on a lot of areas. Yeah, I just really don't like their music. That's fair. So, well, and I, I also don't like Led Zeppelin, so. Sadness. Weird. Mm. Uh, honestly, and yet we, we all enjoy Run the Jewels somehow. That's yes. where right. all Universal of our. Universal Venn diagram. And, and K-Flay, wonderful. Do you like K-Flay? I'm all right with K-Flay. It doesn't make me like, woo, it's just fine. I, I refer to K-Flay probably inappropriately as I, I that genre as 
little bit. Yeah, we can cut that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know if that's but <laughs> also for listeners, Anna's eyes just went bug. No, it's <laughs> but I really enjoy her music. I and or maybe the term is woman with a message, but I mean it's I don't know that what the right word is. feels somehow worse. I know. I don't know what the right <laughs> word is, but I mean, that's whatever that style is. I mean, it, it's just kind of music. Lots of people sing about lots of things, and I don't think... But, so we're not allowed to say it has a genre? Well, I'm sure it has a genre. Yeah, but I mean, like, so... But, like, is is uh, is uh, Led Zeppelin angry man music? I don't think of Led Zeppelin being particularly angry music. What, what would be angry man music? I really want to think about this. Yeah. Who's the angriest musician that's male? The actual, actually mad, not just like screamo. I'm just doing the. I mean, oh. honestly, it's got to be Henry Rollins. But Probably. Uh. Yeah. Rollins. <clears throat> Rollins will be angry man music. I think he's just mostly disappointed in all of us, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. We went and saw him speak. Oh, he is. Yeah, I've, I've seen the Henry heart, Rollins spoken words. Oh, I've never seen him speak, but I would person. love to. He is like I think four or five times of the Fox Theater up in Boulder. Oh. Just, I would I would love to to see Henry Rollins live. You should. I I, I, I would walked, love to. I we walked out of that take experience. Take the podcast there. Oh yeah. He <laughs> he tells a story. Oh yes. He is a storyteller. He is. And he, I like that. He's masterful, and and emphatic, and and his depth of his depth of feeling for humanity is like nothing I've ever seen. And I remember walking out of that going like. I wish I could be Henry Rollins because that was like how I felt as a young college student learning about the world. So we could give his genre of speaking sensitive man talking. <laughs> That's fine. That works. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do think it's worth talking about though, because there's a lot of female musicians that I love to follow who, you know, they would resent the idea that they couldn't just stand alone in their genre getting to do their music and not have to worry about what their gender is, like not have that hanging over their head and not having to speak for an entire gender. And then there's some where they've made that their platform and their message. So it, I think it depends on the artist, whether or not that and, is and not I, even part of the conversation. Okay. I, I understand what you're saying. I really prefer women's voices in music hmm. a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times I think I don't know why. I just enjoy, I tend to enjoy that more. That's actually one of the things I like about the national is both genders have equal footing in most, or in many cases where it's uh, two, two singers, a male and a female, the male will usually take the lead and the female will take the backup. And the thing I like about the national is there are entire songs just don't have a male singer in it. Yeah. just absolutely and, and so that that whole thing is uh pretty interesting to me i think the exception that i take to what you said aaron is the <laughs> part because i don't find kfla to be particularly not always not all of her songs at all but <clears throat> some of them have <laughs> element to them so just so that, so everyone knows, we're all laughing. Um, our friend Lance, Anna's husband, was trying to sneak quietly through the room to go down to the basement and but, but it was stubbed like a- his toe and like <laughs> I have missed that and basically kind of tripped over a cat toy and almost fell down the stairs and and Matt 
is having trouble from not falling out of his chair right now laughing about it. Uh, I hope he's okay. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> also, That's I'm exactly so what s- I would have done. I'm so sad I missed all of that. <laughs> but what I what I like is his cartoon sneak. <laughs> Watch your step. <laughs> Violence. Violence makes me happy. <laughs> we've, we've hit it on the head. Oh, oh my gosh. So, okay, I've, I've only listened to Kay Flay while visiting your house, Aaron, so... Okay. What, what's the deal? What's, uh, what are some of her songs about? So, give everyone a, give everyone a song that we can listen to that we can then discuss. Pause for a second. I will pull one up because I'm not good at knowing names of things and disseminating the information. I think this is more of a... Uh, Let's do homework. Okay. On on K-Fly. With some K-Fly homework? Okay. Can we... we, Oh. So, I mean, one of the... Like, a great K-Fly song that actually that Matt... This is the first K-Fly song that Matt turned me on to which was really good, is Blood in the Cut. Oh, I know that one. Yes. Yeah. I, I um, very much like that song. I also recommend off of that same album, Giver and High Enough are both very good songs. I mean, I think that's, I think basically if you listen to that album, that's a good, so that What's album. What's the album called? I'm, I'm, <laughs> Sorry. You were buying time. It's I fine. was buying time, and I still don't know. Um, because, oh, oh, Everywhere is Somewhere. By K. Floyd. So the third song on that album is Blood in the Cut, but I think the whole album is very good. I also actually really enjoy more humorous songs at times, and she has a song that's, I don't know, 10th or so on the album called The President Has a Sex Tape. I'm intrigued. Yes, it is. I am repulsed. <laughs> it is factual. Um, now but, I'm repulsed. <laughs> yeah, now I'm also repulsed. Um, but... It is. I think this is a great album, and I think it's worth a good listen. So we didn't catch Anna's take on the national. Oh, I'm sorry, Anna. Oh please. yeah, because I do. Do we had to turn it off and then on again? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can recapture my original thoughts because now we've talked about it enough. I've the, developed additional. Did I, I spoiled the the thing. Which thing? The, I talked, uh, and instead of listening to him and listening to you, I, I talked. You said words. I said the things. No, I, I mean, now I can't remember what we actually ended up recording and what was not captured. About like two sentences. Oh, I don't remember. Mostly, I think that my original response was, this is not the time and the place for me to be listening to this. Mm. Um, and that's that's on me. Like, if I'm going to enjoy an album, my original... You're, you're definitely going to get chewed alive by that cat. Sorry. Um, Aaron is trying to play with my kitten. Your kitten is playing with my hand. Yeah, she'll do that. And I'm okay with that. Please go on with what you're saying. Um, so I was thinking about high fidelity and how, like, just thinking about in that film, Cusack's character sits down in a chair and just listens to music. He just, that's, that's what he does. Like, that is his full concentration. And I think that this is the kind of album that requires that kind of concentration, at least on the first listen. Because just like you were describing, it has more to it than just 
the background noise. And I mean, that made me think about like, we have a larger situation where not a lot of people just get to sit down and absorb any kind of art, any kind of music or, yeah. You know, how many people, us included me, especially I think will sit down to watch a movie at home, but also be on their phone. It also be, you know, Googling stuff and texting and reading the news. Are you listening to music and stuff? I think that's a great example of something that we should, that would that, be different. That's a choice. It, it, it is. It is. It's Absolutely. a choice. Um, I very much try to movie time, TV time, do this, you know, I try to compartmentalize and um, I find it often very irritating when watching a movie with someone else who is on distracted by whatever distraction. And then it is, who's that guy? Well, do you want to just start it over again? Oh yes. I, fine I, with that. I, I get, I get that same way. Like if I'm really into something and I'm watching a movie with someone who's kind of not, and you get 25 minutes into it and they go, well, what's going on? I'm, I kind of want to be like, should we start over? We, put that away and we can engage in this, but I'm also bad about it on my own. Mm. I, I do think there are a lot of pressures that keep people from doing that as much as maybe they would like to. Like I, my coworkers will say things like, Oh, do you need help with that project? I can absolutely work on that while I'm watching Netflix this weekend. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't do that on your time off. Like relax. I don't know. Yeah. Don't be trying to do 800 things at once. I'm not going to be responsible for that. Yeah. Agreed. Movies are for entertainment. Music's for getting work done. Different music is for different things. And I, uh, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. And so, so all of that. So for part of me, my part of my reaction is like, it's on me. If I want to enjoy this, I have to have the right setting to enjoy this. Sure. Like I, it, I'm not going to be doing it while running. That's not going to yeah, happen. That, that, uh, Mastercraft. Mastercraft. M-S-T-R-K-R-F-T. That's the, Literal best running album, uh, Hand of God. Mastercraft's Hand of God is the best album for running, period, bar none. You put it on, it is exactly, it's almost exactly 60 minutes, so it's almost exactly an hour. Fist so, of God? Fist of God, yeah. Mastercraft, Fist of God. I, 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 and it ramps up in beats per minute, so you get faster and then it cools off at the end. Did they do this on purpose? Nope. If anybody needs a running album, Mastercraft, Fist of God. Mastercraft, Fist of God. M-S-T-R-K-R-F-T. Oh, not Mastercraft. I, I can't decide whether or not I love or hate their complete lack of vowels. Like, just screw vowels. They're the worst. Yeah. I want none of this. Look at when that album came out. I, that's it, work. It's old. Fist of God. It doesn't even tell me. Uh, 2009. Yeah. Okay. So that was before that was everywhere and pervasive, mm-hmm. which was mid 2010s. So they were the first to have an annoying trend. Eh, maybe first. Someone has to start it. Yep. They did it well though. <laughs> they they definitely did not did not use the vowels in a masterful way. So why did you pick the national as like our our specific homework that that album above um, all others? I so. With the in keeping with the goal of this, with positivity and such, um, 
I thought it was like a really joyous, mm. uplifting, uh, pleasant, uh, pleasant song, uh, album that uh, told like a nice story and was better as an album than individual songs. Like I thought the album in its totality was better as a sum of its parts. And uh, the individual songs were all, well, not all. They served the, the album and they served a purpose. And some of them more catchy than others. Some were better singles than others. Mm-hmm. But I think as a contiguous uh, experience, I thought the whole album was a very joyful documentation of a story. It was just a, a fun story to tell. Um, Do you want maybe to? Maybe not fun. Fun is probably the wrong word. Are we trying to avoid spoilers for listeners, or do you want to share like what your impression of what that story is? Um, I think it is a. It isn't exactly a narrative. It is more uh, evocative of whatever the person listening to it, listening to it is going through slash mm. uh, experiencing and being able to apply. Uh, you know, allegories, okay. uh, some different stories that are allegory is wrong. That feels wrong. I don't think that's the word I meant to use. Metaphor. Metaphors. There we go. Uh, the the me- the story isn't an explicit description. Mm-hmm. It is a tone, and so I thought that was a very pleasant thing. So I found I found the album uplifting, which I was. I, I thought that was the tone of the album. So when it was, <laughs> it's um, sad and boring was the response. I was a bit surprised. I'm, I'm not going to let, no, I'm so absolutely sorry. no need to apologize. I, that's me being surprised. Uh, so good job. Well, I mean, it's, you did mention that it's, it's something that kind of in the ears of the listener right. situation. So, you can take whatever you want out of it. Right. And, you know, when you, you had us listen specifically to the song, Ryland, I felt like of the songs I'd listened to, and I had not, to be honest, done my homework properly and listened to the whole thing. I hadn't gotten to that one. I felt like that was far more, if not upbeat, definitely brought the tone up quite a bit from the first half of the album that I'd gotten through. Sure. I think Hairpins is also a, upbeat mm-hmm. uh, song. Yeah, like if I if I hadn't gotten to this one at all, if I hadn't explored it further, then I think the tone for me would have been much more one note. Yeah, it is 16 songs. Yeah. And they are... That's, that's a significant album. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 16 songs. None of them are short little, like, you know, intro tracks or anything else like that. They're... They're, songs. They're all full-length songs, yeah. yeah. So, it is. It is an episode of a one-hour television show. That's about the commitment you're making to mm-hmm. to the album. So, 
Do you feel like for, for listeners that might not have heard it before, is it something that you would suggest people sit down and listen to beginning to end? Or can you kind of break it up? Um, I would say check out Ryland. Or Ryland. Uh, check out Hairpins. And then check out, I would say, Oblivion's. I liked Oblivion's quite a bit. And if you check those out, and there's nothing you like in those three. Then it's maybe not for skip you. Skip it. It's, then you're me. Yeah. It's, it's probably not for you. Um, my, my favorite songs that are, are tend to be the least approachable on the album because they're more uh, scene setting. They're more uh, tonal descriptions uh, and instead of the, the narrative. Okay. So that's well, just me though. I mean, well, for everyone, everyone who's listening, like I'm sure their tastes are going to run one way or another. Right. Yeah. So I've learned to listen to the people whose tastes fall closest to my own. Right. Like I know that if, if certain individuals say they didn't like a film, that means nothing to me because I know their tastes just run wildly opposite of mine. Whereas right. there are certain individuals where it's like, if you liked it, I'll probably like it. So, so I, I had listened to the national a long time ago. And by a long time ago, I mean late two thousands, um, like 2007 or eight, maybe nine, somewhere around there. They had an album called boxer that I enjoyed. They had an album called alligator that I enjoyed. And then I stopped paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then I, on one of the, there was a TV show. They did a live performance of Rylan. And I went, oh, that is the national? That's what they're doing? Wow, this is fantastic. And it felt so much more mature mm. than the stuff. Because they've been around for, you know, 20 years. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, they, they were out when I was in high school. So it's been a minute. Well, I'm glad you guys gave it a shot. Absolutely. And I like that you gave us something to listen to. I like homework. I like trying new things. Yeah. and I don't I, have to love everything. And I, I will study harder. And I will report, <laughs> report back in the next couple of episodes whether or not I've changed my mind. We may have uh, started off with a... Uh, <clears throat> not to be a, a jerk about it, but a little nuanced and sophisticated uh, homework assignment. Yeah, I, I, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize my homework assignment would require as much focus. Right. <laughs> so that that's on me. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Homework assignments require full attention. Absolutely. Sometimes, <laughs> if there's time. So we have already have a new homework assignment, which is to look into some more K play. Okay. Yes. But are we going to talk about? Any other homework assignments? Because we've that one we can knock out pretty easily. Uh, yeah, go ahead and listen to K Flay, uh, <laughs> that album, but, and we'll talk about that on the next one. Okay, and can can we assign everyone the the homework that we're going to do for our next episode? Oh, uh, go look at local art. Yeah, we're gonna we are going to go to the the, the uh, art walk in Denver yeah. and go look at some local artists and what they have created. We're also going to go to a local 
restaurant and eat some food that evening. And just, it's going to be pretty laid back, but it should be fun. Through, through the magic of radio podcast, we will travel forward back in time and do this thing that we haven't yet done. <laughs> I like transparency. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and honesty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's one of us. Uh, Apparently. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Thanks for joining us again. Thank Are you. Are we wrapping up? We have one more thing to cover. Oh, okay. Our vocabulary word. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which I, I'm going to look at look at you, Matt, to pronounce because you pronounce I don't, don't want to do it spell wrong. it for the audience as well because I have to Google it. I hope we have the same one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we do. <laughs> Palimpsest. Oh no, Google, where'd you go? It just blanked out on me. <laughs> P-A-L-I-M-P-S-E-S-T. Oh man, I just had to... Please a... use that in a sentence. Palimpsest, a manuscript or piece of writing material in which the original writing has been effaced to make room for a later writing, but of which traces remain. So would that be kind of like um, when someone, they paint over an original piece of artwork with a new piece of artwork? I mean, essentially, but very specifically written work, right? Right. I'm just not sure I can picture how it's done. Is it that, like, so... I think it's Mad Libs, man. I think it's just leaving a space for you to put whatever words you want in there. Oh, yes. Okay. So an adjective, <laughs> a verb. <laughs> now Aaron wants to play Mad Libs. I, I do. Oh. Um, oh, Mad Libs are so much fun, especially if you do it with young kids. And then they think poop is just... The most I, I, subversive thing that they could come up with. I was just thinking about that. Was, I remember being a kid and it was always, you know, poop or, you know, other, like the dirty words I knew at the time. So as a third grader, you know, like something ridiculous, that was so much fun. And my best friend and I would sit there and fill them out and then just giggle so much. Oh, it was so fun. God, yeah. I, I miss being young and silly. Oh, it's it's you can still do it. You just have to find people that will do one with you, and it's a blast. Like I've I've done them with my students in the past, and I thought it was just like a silly thing I was going to do because I really just wanted them to practice more grammar because they were having a really hard time, and I thought it was going to go over like a lead balloon with middle schoolers, and they were all over it. They thought it was the greatest thing. Did they also try to fill it with swear words? No. That's impressive. My expectations are clear. <laughs> there were boundaries set at the <laughs> beginning, I presume? Yes. And you don't have students that test those boundaries? Because that's something I was very good at in middle school and high school and college and now. Well, yeah, they test the boundaries, but you don't do Mad Libs until you've set the boundaries. <laughs> hmm. That's okay. not an opening act. Okay, That's Fair That's enough. after the boundaries have been set. Oh, I so on, on Googling Palimpsest, it also pulls up a bunch of pictures of books that have been effaced. Can you describe one to us? Um, it's I, not Mad Libs, by the way. No, it is <laughs> not Mad Libs. I just <laughs> so part of it, it looks like, like um, a lot of them are books that look like they have seen better days, um, be it due to fire, smoke, damage, or just age. But some of them, literally, I'm trying to pull up a picture, looks like... It looks like they like they just took a pen and wrote over an existing document, and it's not English, so it's 
even harder to tell with the dark lighting writing over the light writing. Um, it's a Greek. What I'm looking at is actually a Greek manuscript of a Bible of the Bible from the fifth century, and it's very interesting. And I kind of wish I knew what it said because I bet it's. I just wonder if it's complementary or contradictory or completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The, the only time that I've encountered this has been, you know, when someone wanted to record something and there was a shortage of paper or papyrus or whatever, and so they needed to use what was already there because they were out of options. So I know that historians have had difficulty trying to research because they're trying to read two things at once on you know, ancient texts. Right. So that's, so, that's about all I know about it. Right. It, it kind of reminds me of, you know, well, you think about an old piece of, of an old painting that's been painted over another painting and you get some bleed through. Well, and now I want to know if there's a word specifically for artwork that's been... Palimpsesty art? Palimpsested art. Palimpsested art. I don't know. I don't know either. Should we uh, wrap this... This fun game up, or do we have? We have all the time we need. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Not until later episode. So we're gonna we're gonna go hit the art walk. Um, everyone should go support in, your local artists. Support your local artists. Ingest some art, and we will be back to talk about it next week. Consume some culture. Consume some culture. Thank you right. and good night. Ha, 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 ha.